This podcast is a proud member of the CypherCast Network. Discover more at cyphercast.net and follow us on Twitter at cyphercast.net. Welcome to Incantations, an Invisible Sun podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Dave. And we will be your guides along the path of suns. Today we sing one spell. With Playing with the World's Toys, we talk about how characters can use spells to discover information. Join us on the path of suns, and we may uncover a secret or two. When we cast Playing with the World's Toys, we talk about the mechanics of Invisible Sun. This time we're talking about using divination magic to discover information about the world of Invisible Sun. I wasn't sure exactly where to put this when I first posed this topic, um, but then it made sense to put it into into the World's Toys uh, because we're going to get into some of the mechanics about how divination works and how... Uh, information should be graded on a difficulty scale for this game. Uh, I was initially thinking about this in the same sort of context as starting a session because I wasn't sure exactly how to tackle it uh, until I found there there was a document out on the Discord server that got shared. I forget who actually put it together, um, but it had references to divination magic and levels for information and it became a very mechanical sort of aspect of the game, which made it easier to slot into playing with the world's toys uh, because I have a, a better handle on how I want to handle this sort of problem. So if you've read through the books or if you've read through the Kickstarter or anything, Monty has referred to uh, secrets and information and the discovery therein of those things as being a very important aspect of the game. One of the goals was here, he wants the characters in the game to be seeking information and knowledge and discovering it. And one of the things I've been trying to figure out as I've been running the game is how do I, I guess, tell my players, like, here are the tools that you have to discover this information. Um, they've been going to the old standbys of, you know, going to libraries and talking to people and doing research. Uh, but when it comes to information that is harder to uncover, let's say secrets or information that is being guarded by people, um, how do you actually uncover that sort of stuff? in a way that makes sense in, in a way that, uh, well, how do you, how do you get out of talking to people and actually, uh, getting access to other tools to find this information out? Uh, so the, the big thing I think is divination magic. And there is a section in the way pages 17 through 18, uh, that lays out a whole bunch of, uh, like a whole bunch of guidelines for how this is going to work. What's your experience with the divination magic in, in this game, Scott? We did not use much of it in the, uh, in the game so far. In, because as you mentioned, it, is, it can be seen as avoiding other ways of gathering information. Mm -hmm. And the players were really interested in actually engaging those other ways of gathering information. So we had much more uh, uh, in the way of social investigation, talking to people, 
um, as well as you know, library investigation and looking for information through traditional means and then narrating all of those activities rather than divination, just because that was the flavor of game that uh, my players uh, inclined towards. And we've been doing a lot of the social investigation and, and things like that. But then like I've run into a couple of points where it's like this information, it's, it's a secret and whoever is guarding the secret doesn't want it to be found out. So you're not going to find that in a library. And if the person is not sharing this information, it's going to be very difficult to sort of talk your way to it. Uh, and I think that's where this divination magic sort of, you know, steps into play. And it also kind of shortcuts uh, a lot of that sort of research for fairly mundane and straightforward information in a way that might might be kind of fun because it lets the players interact on almost a meta level, uh, which is interesting. Um so divination spells, uh, these, these show up at various levels. Uh, most of them are going to be at levels five plus. Uh, if you, if you take a look at the general and these are general spells, uh, that we're, I'm going to be talking about and, uh, a few of them show up at level two, uh, but for the most part, they're going to be levels, uh, I don't know, I guess they just in the core box, they, they, they top out at level five. Uh, and you have, you know, one spell at level one, a couple at level two, another at three, another at four, and then a few more at five. These spells are going to allow the, the characters or the players uh, to ask questions directly of the GM. And as the GM, what you're going to do is you're going to assess the level for the information that they're seeking. And there is a guide, and I'll go through the guide real quickly as to what different levels of information uh, should be uh, graded at. And uh, basically, the, the higher level an answer is, the more powerful your spell is going to have to be in order to get to it, um, because you cannot divine the answer to... Uh, you cannot divine an answer if its level is higher than the spell you're casting to and, you know, acquire it. Uh, the other important thing to note here is that the level of the spell is not added to the venture of the roll that is ultimately going to be made to determine if they get the information in question. Uh, so the, the justification here is that the spell is opening the door so that you can find the answer, but it doesn't actually help you get to it. Like what it is doing is providing you access to it. And then once you've got access to finding that information, it's on you to actually, you know, build that venture up and make a role. Uh, and there aren't any, <laughs> there aren't any further guidelines in the rules about what you can use to add to that venture. But I think that sort of thing, it would be an intellect check. Uh, so you could uh, spend Bene, you could spend Hidden Knowledge, you could spend Sortilage so that you get more dice. Um, I'm not sure what sort of skills would come into play here, but I think if I were making a ruling on this, if somebody had some sort of divination skill, maybe that would apply in this case. And I would probably call that a narrative skill. Does that make sense? Right. I could also imagine having narrative skills that are based on particular domains of knowledge. Now, names may be too 
broad and too powerful, but you could have uh, a knowledge skill in matters related to particular suns, like let's say knowledge in the blue, mm-hmm. uh, or you might have other sorts of knowledge skills of types of entities. Uh, I could see depending on the, on the campaign that could go different directions and those sorts of knowledge skills, you might be able to add to a, a, the venture of a divination of questions related to that subject. Yes, that makes sense. Um, I don't have to worry about it too much yet, just because uh, nobody has uh, nobody has really tried to do this yet. Uh, but I have one character who's got the general spell to one of the general spells to actually do this, so it's probably going to come up a bit more often. Um, so determining the level for the the information that they're seeking, it's pretty straightforward. If it's related to an NPC, then you just use the NPC's level. Uh, you modify it by circumstance as necessary, you know, standard for any other sort of uh, check that you might be doing. Um, the, an example there might be useful uh, where you know, a, a level four NPC for general information about that NPC that isn't widely known might still be level four because of their level, mm-hmm. but something very important to them or a closely guarded secret might be level six, even for a level four entity. Yeah. Like uh, where did they hide the body of the person they just murdered? Right. So it, it, you're not locked in very much to that specific level. Uh, and, and it goes the other way too. If there's someone who's a level seven uh, NPC, but they're extremely well known because they are uh, a public figure in Saturine, then some basic information about them might actually be levels two or three, just because everyone knows that, uh, or lots of people already know that because of that public uh, persona that they carry on within the within Saturine. So it can go up or down depending upon the nature of information sought about the particular NPC. Mm-hmm. Uh, The other thing that's important to note before we talk about the different levels is, hey, if you've got information that is going to lock progress, if your characters can't get to it, uh, then rely on giving out information, like rely on partial successes. So like, yeah, the information they're seeking might have been level seven and they rolled a five. You might want to give them information to help them along the way, but you might not want to give them, you know, perfect information. So if they were trying to find out how to get somewhere, if they were trying to get into a building uh, and they wanted to know if there were any alternate ways to get in, if they didn't make the role in order to get, get the information, you might want to at least drop them uh, a few hints as to uh, other ways that they'd be able to get in there uh, aside from the front door, even though you know that success may have told them oh, there is a key right under the doormat. Perhaps instead you could say, oh, there, there is another door around, uh, well, let's say on the, on the roof of this building that they would be able to gain access to. Oh, or it might allow you to add a scene, and uh, which almost is sort of a backdoor reroll, where if they, let's use this example, breaking into a building, uh, the divination spell didn't meet the level of difficulty, so they didn't find out about the key under the door, uh, under the uh, doormat. But you, you, they have to get in the building for your story to move forward. So uh, instead, you say, oh, you don't know how to break into the building, but you did find out about this particular uh, 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 zealot who has broken into it before. So now, now the scene shifts. Can you track down that zealot and convince her to tell you how she broke into the building? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a good way to handle it. That'd be great. Yeah, so it, it adds some. It adds a new scene, and there is still some might balk because it, it in some ways it's again it's just a reroll because you could just okay now you've got a new thing to roll on, but you'll eventually pass, eventually get into the building. But you're consuming resources as you do this, which is why you're having to, you're sending them down a less efficient path through a partial success yes. rather than the most efficient path with with a full success. Yeah, and it's a kind of reroll, but I mean it, it's going to focus on a different set of skills, and another character might be able to step up and you know run with that sort of check rather than somebody who's got the divination magic. Right. It's only a reroll in a very meta sense of the term. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, a reroll that involves new narration and new scenes and new opportunities. Uh, so it's still, I think, almost always going to be a net positive for your game. It, it's useful then to plan these out in advance and to say, if they fail this role, which I really need them to make, how am I going to send them somewhere else for a second shot, maybe with different skills to get the same information? Yep. Uh, okay, so information levels. Uh, this, you know, it's just a guideline. You'll find this in the way on the the pages that uh, I described, uh, seventeen and eighteen, and it just is a general guide as to what the difficulty should be for various sets of information. Uh, so level zero through two, that's very common information. Basically, uh, what's the tallest building in Saturn? You know, simple math problems, things like that. Uh, most people are going to know that without looking it up. Uh, levels three through four would be commonly known information. So that would be uh, information that you could get by asking around in public places or consulting a library. Uh, so this is also super helpful for determining general information that your characters are looking for, even if they're not using divination. Um, levels five through six, that would be rarely known information. Uh, and that's going to be information that people know about, but nobody's really trying to keep it a secret. Uh, so it's just, you know, information that's out there that nobody really thinks about too much. Uh, level seven, here's where it gets really granular. Uh, so level seven is secret information. And this is information that not a lot of people know about, but they're trying to keep it secret. Um, so that would be stuff like, you know, who broke the vase at the party last night? Uh, or what's the password to get into the meeting hall for this secret organization? Uh, level eight would be very secret information, which is stuff that only a few people know about and they're sworn to secrecy. Uh, so one of the examples from the book is what is dark eye eyed Manfred's real name? Uh, so I think our earlier example of, uh, where did this NPC hide that dead body? That would be very secret information. No, actually, I think it would fall into level nine which would be secret personal information, which is only one person knows the answer and they're trying very hard to keep it secret. Uh, so one, uh, one example would be like, Oh, why was the nod killed? Or, you know, where was, where was the body hidden by, by this person? Uh, level 10 gets to lost information, which is uh, information uh, that it's, Information that nobody knows about, or nobody knows this information, and it isn't recorded in a book. Um, so uh, one of the examples was, like, where is the figure for the ancient sorcerer, Aduminit, located? Um, and I guess going on the, uh, where is the body of this NPC hidden? Like, where is the body of the Nod hidden? That could be lost information if nobody knows about the Nod anymore. Uh, so if you have an NPC that has disappeared uh, unexpectedly, 
That might be a level 10 informational check. And then you have uh, level 11 plus, which would be lost in garden information, which is nobody knows about it, but uh, the secret is hidden by powerful forces in the actuality. Uh, so uh, like, where do the thought come from? That would be a fairly difficult check to, to, to get. Um, and 11 plus just covers everything that's outside the realm of mortals and moves into godlike difficulty. Um, so that's, that's a general, that's a pretty good guideline for, you know, information in the, in the game. So I think I would follow that for most things. Yeah. It's useful to remember that this is defined by basically two dimensions or two factors. How many people know this information and is there an active effort to prevent people from learning this information? And if you answer those two questions, you can pretty much fit yourself on this list somewhere. Yep. Uh, and remember that levels 10 plus are basically supernatural uh, degrees of information. Uh, of course, it's all supernatural and divination. But uh, this, even knowing this would represent a supernatural access to information. Uh, so it's beyond the scope of human understanding, uh, at least base human understanding. And that's that's how high this uh, the, the scale can go, and what those high levels of, of divination represent. So it's interesting to note there are nine divination spells in the general spells that come with the the core cube. Um, once the the books start hitting uh, Secret Streets uh, Book M, I'm guessing that we're going to start seeing some more divination spells here and there. Um, and like I said, these these cap out at level five. And uh, let's let's just talk about a couple of them. All right, uh, apperception level five spell. This is uh, a divination spell. Its color is indigo. Uh, so you tap into the newest sphere and you gain true understanding of one topic. Although the knowledge is fleeting, uh, immediately upon casting, you get you get to ask three questions on one topic and get short answers to each of them. Uh, so this is you know level five. That's going to give you access to any any information that is level five or lower. Uh, if you have the ability to increase the level of your spells, or if the path of suns is increasing the level of your spells, that's going to like potentially give you access to more powerful secrets. Uh, and then you get to ask three questions on one topic and the GM is going to come up with answers to that and word them in a, in a brief, brief sentence. Um, so, I was trying to find the spell that one of my players used uh, in the last session. And it wasn't this one, but this is very similar. They wanted to find the location of somebody that uh, nobody really knew where to find them. And it's not like it was really secret. It's just that nobody had really thought about it. So according to the, the guide above, uh, that would have been like a level five or six, I think. No, I think I probably would put it at level four because if you had asked around to find out where this person was, like somebody would have known like, oh, this is, you should be able to find them down at the cafe on Saturdays or something. Um, but with this apperception spell, they cast this and then they would be able to ask these three questions and then make their role to determine if they're going to get the answers. Um they tap into the Neosphere, and then they get it. Um, so a lot of the spells are similar in vain, um, but some of them uh, 
ask questions about the consequences of future actions. Uh, and then there are uh, lower level ones that just sort of give you uh, access to information so that you can have a bit more information before you decide to open that door into the room that you're not so sure about. I had a quick question on something you, you mentioned. Mm -hmm. uh, did you say that the level of the spell is the ceiling on the information you can get from that spell? That is correct. Oh, I had not noticed that. I, I had assumed that since there was no connection between the venture and the level that you just roll it and see what happens. And so you could hypothetically exceed five right. on an app perception spell, for instance. Um, your roll could exceed five, but it's not going to give you access to the secrets of the universe. Interesting. And that's laid out on in the rules on page 17. Um, yeah, I just I apparently read right over that. But that's that's very interesting. Yep. Um, so, so one might ask, how does one get information on the secrets of the universe? And, and I guess the answer would have to be adventuring. Adventuring. Uh, and once you uncover secrets that allow you to spend more Bene in order to increase mm -hmm. the level of the spells that you're casting, that would be another way to do it. But that straight roll after you cast is still going to be difficult until you can really modify your venture. Mm -hmm. So anything else uh, about uh, divination before we wrap this up? I would just point out that this uh, chart for divination spells is useful for other information as well. And mm -hmm. so I've played and I've had players who've had converse with everything uh, as a, uh, a, a forte. And I use the same chart to basically decide what do they learn from their uh, conversations with different objects or different uh, animals and the like. Uh, you could use the same chart to get some sense of what level of NPC you have to find in order to get information on particular subjects. Uh, it also so applies this is pretty a, well to Goetics and the information their summoned entities are going to have access to. Absolutely. So this is not just uh, applicable to the, the small number of divination spells, uh, but the chart itself could be useful for other uh, circumstances where you're trying to figure out how hard information is to discover. This ends our walk. Maybe you discovered something today. Maybe you need to look closer. The music was titled Beyond from Wes Otis and Plate Mail Games. It is available from DriveThruRPG. Invisible Sun is the intellectual property of Monty Cook Games. You can find a link to their website in the show notes. You can find our blog at incantationspodcast.blogspot.com or email us at incantationspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at Agonseer, that's at A-G-O-N-S-E-E-R, on Twitter. And you can find me at Tex underscore red on Twitter. So please leave us a rating and a review on iTunes uh, or whichever uh, podcast app you are using. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, we also like seeing ratings and reviews, whether they're good or bad. Uh, or else just tell a friend about the show. That's another great way to get the word out and help people find us. <laughs>